So the last year I had mentioned a very important concept and I mentioned a certain principle and that is that we know that we are totally immersed in the physical universe. So the question then is, and we know the job is basically really to be spiritual, ruhni. Uh, and I had mentioned that the, the whole concept is called zikoch. What we do is we transform the physical universe back into the spiritual. Very important concept, okay? And we spoke about the fact that the neshama can't do it. But the question then is, how is it done? How is a person able to reverse the physicality back into spiritual? Because we know it, was re- it started on the reverse way. It started from a ruchnis to Gabriya. In Kabbalah, there's a, a, there are universes which are completely spiritual. And then it became physical. So, the que- so therefore, what's necessary is to reverse the process of the physical universe back into its spiritual origin. That's really what the whole pro- the process is. And of course, that is done by us. But the question is, if we are immersed in a physical universe, how do we reverse the entire process? That is the question. Ta-da. So that's the question. How do we reverse? You have a napkin? So the question is, how do we reverse this process? So what happens now is a very interesting concept. And I had mentioned an idea called behavioral conformity toward an assumed reality creates that reality, if you remember that statement. What that means is that if you act in a certain way, which clearly expresses that you believe in a certain type of things, in a certain type of reality, then eventually you will create that reality by your actions. As, as if. Who? As if. As if. As if it's true. Well, that's the action. As if it exists, you will therefore create that reality. And that, in many ways, is what um, a mitzvah does. The way, and the Ramchal begins to talk about this, the, whole, the, way, the way we do that is we do mitzvahs, obviously. The mitzvah is, in, is a vehicle, is an instrument, that if done in the correct manner, with the correct intention, will reverse the physical material of the universe. Not immediately. Because the problem is, I think I had once mentioned, <coughs> the problem is you can purify physical substance, but you cannot purify zoyama. And I, you know, with zoyama, zoyama, of course, is the <coughs> the pollution <coughs> or the contaminant that the sultan is able to create in the world. So, the so therefore, is potential energy. it's potential. Yes. Yeah. So therefore, the energy that you create, or the, let's use the word credits, or the force, is held in potential, and then in the mes- in, in, at, at later time, that energy is released and actually transforms the physical, uni- the, uh, physical universe 
into spiritual. So really when you think about it, Olam Habo is here. It's here. That's really what it is. The only problem is it looks different. It doesn't look spiritual. So our job is to, like I say, reverse and therefore change the physical universe into a spiritual one. And the way that is done is through mitzvahs. And by the way, that, we know that's a process. The process. <coughs> is that all mitzvahs or any of the other, you mentioned several types of, of order, order, order. Everything together. Everything yeah, we'll ultimately do it. And uh, what is important is that for 6,000 years, we need to do, actually for the last 4,000, the Jews are doing the tikkun, 4,000 years. From Avrom Avinu, uh, and it's ongoing now, in this year, 5,776. Um, but the last kufa or the last period before the physical universe is the messianic era. Now the messianic era really, when the Mashiach comes, is not a time when there will be zikuch, really. Really. There won't be zikuch. What will happen in the messianic era is the removal of the zoyamo. That's what happens. And that's really what Chiesa Mesim is. Chiesa Mesim, when everybody gets up from the dead, right? How does that happen? And the answer is because there is no zoyama in the physical body. So you get up, so you get up, you know, and that takes time. You get up, uh, and, and uh, the way you died, and then slowly the body begins to change physically. Not, not, it doesn't become a, another physical body. It doesn't become a spiritual body. But the body begins to revert to probably at the age of 22. You know. So that's the original fountain of youth. Why, why, yeah. Why, why, why 22? Or where? Because that's your best age. You know, the 22... Well, you know... I'm sure you're not going to blame them if you come back and you're 22 in five days. You're not going to blame anybody. Well, the, the best time of a physical body is, is basically the age of 22. Right? You remember when you were 22? You felt omnipotent. Right? You remember when you were 22, right? Long time ago. Huh? 100 push-ups. 100 push-ups. Generations are going to be, everyone's going to be, you're going to see your father and the father and the father. Well, everybody will get up. Yeah, so you're going to see. That's the way it was. That's why and everybody's going to be just incredible. Everybody's going to be 22 years old. Isn't that the way it was before Avrabinu or whoever was that? Well, Adam Rishon, how old was he? I mean, he was born, but how old did he look? Physically. Physically. Think about prime it, right? Like yeah, he was looked like a 22-year-old guy. It was only the prime. Was nothing else, nothing before. So he looked like he was 22 years old, which is the best. The brain's working, everything is just phenomenal. The hormones are in, everything is just, as I say in Yiddish, it's klapsach. Everything is just working. What? My parents will be, I'll be 22 and my parents also. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But then we, but, yeah, but remember, in, in the time of the Mashiach, when everybody wakes up, there's no such thing as parents, because you could have been the parents of your parents in a previous incarnation. Are we going to have we can remember yeah. all the accounts will be settled, basically. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, so it's from a different relationship. Oh, yeah, of course. But you'll understand that I have to give out a certain... Yeah, you, in, in, this, in this time... All the wives? 
What about all the wags are gonna come up? Can I send my parents to their room? All the wives will get up, and all the men, and all that. You know, everybody's going to get up. They'll look like they're twenty-two, and you're going to want to marry them all over again. What? You have to work out who gets what level of hakaras at What's going to happen to families and so on? I mean, all this stuff. We're going to talk different social structure. It's a different social structure. We don't know what it is. We're dating This is a share. This is a share. This or, is a messiah. This is a Mashiach ben David. So uh, there will be that, you know. And uh, so in the messianic era, what's important to remember is there is no zikoch. There is a removal of the zayama. Very important. Therefore, there's no death, no sickness, right? No decomposition of living matter. You see, uh, and. Um, it's a perfect world. It's it's a true utopia. This is actually This is when Mashiach ben David arrives. So the people who lived through the Imus Mashiach, and they never died. They lived in Galus through Imus Mashiach. No, everybody will die. You know, Imus Mashiach. Yeah, if you, if, yeah, if you, 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 because you that the Zoyim to be removed. So the person has to experience death, or, so. and then but you, then you get up like two hours later. You know, but everybody. It has to go, yeah, nap. But uh, everybody uh, <clears throat> will get up, but uh, that will take time. You don't, not everybody gets up right away. What? Yeah, the Zoya says that two machlokes. The Zoya says that tchis uh, will take two hundred ten years. You know, so the startling thing about that is if you subtract the year six thousand, which is the end of everything, right? You subtract 210, right? So it comes out. From, from, from today, it's 15 years. Yeah. That's when Mishra Dover arrives. I once spoke about it, right? You imagine how many things have to happen between now and then. We have a chance to see. What? We have a chance to see some things happen. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> sure, even if you're an older guy. What? Are you saying that we have a maximum of 14 and a half years? Is it going to take that? Yeah. Going to start cooking. That's that, that's why you see such an incredible acceleration of what's happening out there. You think about it, you know, 20 years ago. What, what's happened in the last 20 years? From 1990, which was Chatzois, right? 12 o'clock, if you remember the calendar? 12, 12 o'clock was, was 12 o'clock was 1989, September. And you remember what happened then? The whole Berlin Wall collapsed. That's the beginning of the end, really, you know. As soon as the calendar hit twelve o'clock, and now it's after um, uh, it's all, it's already after a half hour after twelve. Sheish v'chetzi, and everybody holds that's ben abayim. It says in the Navi, "Vahoyoli es erev yiye or at the time of evening there or even time evening time there will be light, and evening starts from twelve thirty. Sheish v'chetzi, when the shadow begins to move." 
We are now in the last six hours of creation. We are really in the last five and a half hours. So all of a sudden, everything is incredibly fast. Tremendous. I mean, think about that, you know. Nothing like ISIS, right? Two years ago, there was no ISIS. Why? All this just like, like now. There was no ISIS then, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, before 2008, there was no Obama. You know what I'm saying? Just think about the incredible acceleration of things that are happening, you know. And, the, and then the Arab Spring started when, 2011? You know what I'm saying? And the Arab Spring, well, actually it's the Arab winter, where all the, the Arab nations, used to, they rebelled against each other. You know, it started with Tunisia, and then Libya fell, Gaddafi, and then there were Syria and Iraq. I mean, it's like one after, Yemen, it's like one after the other. You know, it's starting five years ago. That's all. <clears throat> so clearly, and this never happened. You never had such an incredible, uh, uh, you know, world-shaking events constantly and so on. So you begin to see that, yes, this is, this is going to happen. It's happening, you know. <clears throat> so if it's happening so rapidly in five, two, five years or whatever, 15 years, you know, who knows what's going to be in 15 years, you know. Um, so therefore... The messianic era is not an area when there's zikuch, when there's transformation of the physical. The messianic era is an era when there's no zoyamo. That's what. But you all look, everybody looks the same physically. You know, you still have physical bodies. My hair will come back, right? Your hair will come back, yeah. We <laughs> find so. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so the, that's the main idea. Now, but after the, after the Messianic era, then you begin to see the differences where the actual, uh, where the universe changes. So by the time the Messianic era is over, which is in the year 2240, right? Then things begin to change. Then you have a thousand years in which the whole physical universe changes. That happens, you know? And everybody uh, is lifted off this earth and um, uh, at that time, the neshama and the body will be equal. Means that now the whole body is completely subdues the ability of the neshama to uh, uh, reveal itself. Yeah, but in the, in the, in the, in the seventh millennium, seven thousandth year, the world, the universe will transform into a spiritual place. That will happen. Okay. However, and the person will transform, not literally, but his body, his neshama and his body will be equal. It will be a real physical body. But the body no longer dictates any drives or urges which the are physical. physical what? The physical world is still going to be there? No. The world is spiritual, except it, you'll be like... Body. What? Physical body is going to be a spiritual world? Yeah. Not food? Except... The physical no longer d commands the neshama. It, it, it's equal. Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim. Mayim lo I didn't drink any. I, I didn't eat any bread. Right? I didn't eat. Right? Why? Because the physical, his body was in the same way it will be in the seven thousandth year for all of us. There won't be any the drives urges in, in any f fashion. At that time, in the seven thousandth year. But in the afternoon, there is a body. I mean, there are no urges. 
No, it, well, it's the ultimate that you're really th thinking about. That that's in the seventh thousand year, right? So in the seventh thousand year is after Mashiach. It's after. It's after. It's post Zoyamor removal, because that took place in the Messianic era, right? And that meant there's no decay, deterioration, death, sickness. There's no negativity that can happen anymore to anything. It means there's only a li uh, only a positive response. That means no crop will be c c destroyed. Everything will be great. What's that? No crops. No. I'm talking about the Messianic era. You know, I mean, crops never fail. Whatever has to happen doesn't fail. No, you do eat. In the Messianic year, you do eat, sure. Yeah. No, Messianic year, no. Messianic year is only when Mashiach and David come, let's say 210 years, yeah. So, what? No. Now, so that's, so the Messianic era will end when? In the year 2240, which is the year 6000. Right? It's 225, 224 years from now. Even the Messianic era will end. It's over. Right? And meanwhile, everybody's left with a body, right, that has no Zoyama. And we don't even, I mean, I want to tell you something. You say, okay, we have no Zoyama, so what? We do not comprehend what this world will look like without Zoyama. We don't understand. <coughs> the, 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 the removal itself of the Zoyama is so, such an incredible change in the nature of the world that we do not understand. I spoke about this at one time, the previous show and so on, you know. And that's the... And, I, and, and <clears throat> I mentioned that by Kriyas Yamsov, the splitting of the sea, right? It says that a maidservant saw more than Yecheskel Hanovi saw. And Yecheskel Hanovi saw the Merkava, Maisa Merkava, which is the basic f uh, foundation of Kabbalah the divine chariot, right? So what does it mean that she saw more? How'd she pull it off? So most people look at it as what? The reason why it happened is because the Bershom said, hey, I'm going to reveal this, whether you're ready for it or not. Here I come, right? Not really. The idea is because when they left Egypt, they were now expelling the Zoyam of their body. So Kriyas Yamsuf happened seven days after they left Egypt. But by then, right, one-seventh of the Zoyama was expelled. And after 49 days, right, the whole Zoyama was expelled from the body, although it still existed because the sun <coughs> And the problem was the Cheto Ego restored his power to a certain extent. With the Zoyama re-entered the body. But what I'm saying is that she, a maidservant, or anybody, one-seventh of the Zoyama was already out. Therefore, if one-seventh of the Zoyama was out, she could already experience visions, whatever, you know, uh, revelations that was greater than any Nova ever, ever saw. So, and, so she, imagine a may, uh, Alma Ivriya saw more than a Navi. What was she, right? How? Because her, because her position already was one-seventh of the Zoyama. That's 49 sections. 
One-seventh of that, which is seven, is already gone. So that enabled her to see infinitely greater than what he saw. So could you imagine what the Jews saw when they got rid of all 49 pieces? And we know what they saw, which is Matan Torah. They saw the Orishan. See, again, it's not because the Orishan said, I'm going to show them that. No. They were able to see this, and they saw the Orishan. You see. And, of course, as part of that, that's what it means. You know, you have been shown that you may know, so Rashi says on that Pasek, right, that the Bansham opened up the clouds or whatever, and they saw Yehudashul Elam. They actually saw the Bansham in a way we cannot even comprehend. You see. Uh, and that is messianic. That's not even Oilam Abba. That's just messianic because at the time of the Matantara they had expelled all of the Zoyama. So we don't even really know what they look what they were. They were not human and so on. However, it was restored because of the Cheto Ego, and then the Zoya came crashing back and, and so on, you know. Uh, so what we see therefore is that what? Is that the Messianic era where all the Zoyamo is expelled, A, right? But there was no Zoyamo in other religion either. But we'll be, the Jews in the Messianic era will be greater than other Mauritian. Imagine that. Because even, because other Mauritian had no Zoyama, his sin brought it into him, right? Right? So when we start off in the Messianic era, we will be like other Mauritian before the Chet. But in the Messianic era itself, we will be greater in Ruchnius than he was. And we cannot even imagine what he was. <coughs> right? Let alone. I thought that the Zoyama's gotten rid of in the in the during Mashiach. Yeah. But that but he 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 when he was first created he did not have any Zoma. So in the Muslim Mashiach we won't be as great as him. No, we will, because the Tikkun will have been done. He didn't do the Tikkun. And, and by Mashiach and David the Zoma's already gone. Yeah, exactly. Well that's why guys are getting up. Exactly. You can't get up without so by Mishap you can't and David, do it. Will there be a fight because it's the end, let's say it's 22, uh, not 22, 20, 24, 22, 40, whatever it is, um, will there be a final test like there was all the other times that people were holding by that brink? No, no, that, that's it. There are no more, there's no more mitzvahs, basically. Every single time we came by Matan Torah and by Adoration, there was a final test. <coughs> yeah. Just before they crossed the threshold. Yes, but remember, but this is Be'itoi. Right. It's a whole different story. Bito means there's no test. It's it. The man, maybe go the mansion, maybe avo. God will bring the redeemer, no matter because of His name, not because of us. The tikkun will have been done, which is called the tikkun akloli. And when the tikkun akloli is done, right, the zoyama is removed. That that's what the tikkun is, and there will be an unbelievable influx of the gilu of the yichud of the baruchim. Like it says, Bon Lord's Deah. That the world will be filled, uh, filled with the knowledge of God as, this, as the water covers the seabed. You know? How much water is out there? It's enormous. Could you imagine how, how much das there will be? Deo as Hashem. That's how much das there will be knowing God. And remember, we're all physical. We'll have that type of knowledge while we're all completely physical. Why? Because we will not have the Zoyama. Which is greater 
right? Then Odom Rishon, because he didn't have the Zoyamah, but he had, didn't have the Tikkun. We don't have the Zoyamah, and we brought the rectification of the entire creation. That's a whole different, as they say, uh, scenario. You know what I'm saying? So remember, we, we start out equal to Odom Rishon before the Chet, right? Where he has no Zoyamah, but he didn't do the Tikkun. See, we will have done both, and therefore our perception of God will be beyond comprehension. So our will shine like other Yes. Yeah, we'll be greater than Him. You know? The goof sticks around because Hashem wants to reward the goof. What's that? The goof sticks around for all this because Hashem wants to reward the goof. Yeah, yeah. Because it struggled. The, the, I mean, your, the body struggled to, uh, you know, to do mit- whatever that mitzvahs mean. Look, the body is nothing more than an instrument of the neshama, right? That allows the neshama to have hesa. The goyim will still be around? Who? The goyim will still be around? The goyim will still be around in Messianic era. Um, just the good ones. Well, it's certainly just the righteous ones. A lot of goyim will be gone. Well, right, I mean, the Siddiquim, they're going to be in Olam Haba too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're different. You know, it, 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 <coughs> this era is shrouded in mystery. The Messianic era. I mean, the Rambam says we won't really know what's happening until it happens. <coughs> you know, and so on. It's shrouded mystery and so on, you know. But uh, uh, by and large, uh, uh, the, the, what's called the Tzadike Umas Oilam, the righteous among the Gentiles, they will have Oilam Abba. Not the same as a Jew, because they didn't do the Tikkun. But they will. Uh, what? What about the Mashiach? No. Also not. No. Uh, Goyim will have whatever we have, but they will have it by attaching themselves to us. So it's sort of like a filter. You know, we who did the Tikkun, we get it all. They also get, but it has to come through the, uh, the vehicle called the Jew. You know. But tragically, many, m- most Goyim won't be there. You know. I mean, Goyim have no concept of will. will yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, whatever reward they get. I mean, that's all part of the Cheshman. God will give them reward for whatever they did here and so on and so forth. And then sh- they're gone, yeah. yeah. What about the Einish? That was two months, say, somebody had At that time, there is no more Gehenna. So all ancient will have been meted out and it will disappear. All the Gehenim, all the forms of punishment will be over. Everything is now. That's why there's a. I once mentioned why is there a stock market? And what I said? Why is there a stock market? It's true. It's also to lose money, by the way. More people lose money than make money. (laughs) You know. But why is there? You know what I said? Why is there a stock market? You forgot what I said? Oh come on. The reason why is because if God wants to reward somebody, what was the traditional ways of rewarding? You know, you get him money. Great life. But how do you get money, great life? You don't have to open a business, it take a couple of years till you succeed, right? Right? It would take time to get reward, right? God doesn't have time anymore because we're almost up to the end. So he created a concept called the, uh, a, 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 an instrument called the stock market <laughs> so a guy can get money a guy can become a millionaire overnight 
what? Which means that he could use up all his reward in, a, in, in one week. Yeah, so the stock market, which is a very unusual way of making money, because you don't, you don't sell anything. You know, you really bar, you're really digging in on somebody else's turf. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, but the main idea is, therefore, so the stock market enables an immediate reward or punishment. See? Yeah. So if you do mitzvahs, you can invest and you can get money. If you what? Do mitzvahs? There's a lot of mitzvahs that you can put money into a and you know you get money. I'm not, I'm, I'm You're not going to get punished. You're going to get rewarded. You're doing a lot of mitzvahs. Yeah, sure. Invest. Invest. No. Invest. <coughs> well, but you don't get the mitzvah here. You don't get the reward of a mitzvah here. No. That's your mistake. Money, money is not a reward. Money enables you to do more mitzvahs. But it's, you know, the real reward of a mitzvah is Nidim Habba and so on. So that's why it is a market. So in a, in, a, in a time that everything is accelerated, you need some avenue to give a vehicle, to give a guy a lot of cash. You know, because you want him to have his reward and then he's out. Or vice versa. You can punish a guy very quickly. And so on. So that's why, that's why there's only a market for the last couple of hundred years. That's it. Because we're, we're very much toward the end. See? What? Well, that's all before it comes, yeah. So that's when the punishment gets moved out. Yeah, yeah. But when the Mashiach comes, there is no more Ganon. All that will have ended because the Tikkun has been complete. <coughs> so everybody will have gotten what they deserve in terms of removing the Chatoim, the sins. You see. So therefore, the time of um, the Messianic era is a time of the removal of the Zoyama. But what's more important is the Tikkunat Kloli. It is a complete rectification that has been done. So the game plan is over. It's over. It's an astounding concept that the whole concept of Tikkun, you know, with Mitzvahs and so on, is gone. You see. But in any case, um, so that's the essential idea of the Messianic era. Tikkun and Nuzayama. What happens afterward when the 6,000 years is over, and that time will be an incredible time for Klai Israel. Because all of a sudden, everybody realizes that the Jews are the pinnacle of the Bria. They will realize, you know, I remember I, I, I was once in my car, and they, I forgot the guy's name, but I'm sure somebody's going to know it. They were honoring a guy who was a pitch hitter. Spanish name. Who's not the baseball here? They were on it, and it was and it was in a stadium, and it was in a stadium, you know. Is there something he was he's the greatest pinch hitter, or maybe what? A <laughs> uh, pinch hitter? Oh, maybe one of the pinch hitter. I think he was a he was a pinch. Uh, no, the guy who was a pitcher. Closer. Who? Closer. Yeah, it's a Puerto Rican. It's a Hispanic name. There's a normal member on the team. So I remember when I was listening to this. I got a, a substitute. Pinch is substitute. But it, it was only like two years ago. Two years ago, he was retiring, and they 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 made this. It was a whole stadium there. I think it had sixty thousand people. Who? 
Let's say I don't. I don't want that. He's not. He's he's, 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 he's a stand-in for other pitchers. I think he was a pitcher. Yeah. Was it that? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, what's his name? Mariano. Yeah, that's that's his Hispanic name. What was he exactly? He's a closer. He was at the end of the game, but all the other pitchers were going to use. Were depleted and tired. You mean they were exhausted? Yeah. They needed new. Ah, so he did it. And he's like the greatest one or something like that? Mariano Rivera. That's it. He saved 652 games. (laughs) He saved. You mean he he uh, he was a pitcher? He closed the game. He closed the game. Which means that they won because of him. 652 games. Wow. Anyway, so I, 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 so I was in my car and I, I was listening to the radio and all of a sudden I, one of the channel was this Rivera, right? He was being honored. You had to hear the, 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 the screaming and the applause for this guy. And then you had all the Hashube, the important baseball guys. They were, you know, they were, it's like a, it was like a, what do you call it, a, you know, funeral, you know. You know? <clears throat> And then I just, as I was listening, I, I realized something incredible, you know. I said, "What? What is this? Is, is, what, what is it? Okay, closed. How many games? Six, five. You know, a big deal. What does this have to do with the Bria?" So I said to myself, "Could you imagine when the ticket will be over? The entire universe, the Malachim, the Goyim, the Martians." right? The stars, the klichas, they will all be screaming with joy that the tikkun is over. Could you imagine what that is? We're looking at the entire creation will be screaming, right? That the that the Jews did the tikkun, and and how many Jews really are there? You know, it, it's astounding what the covered they will get. It's hard to believe. Just be today, you know, everybody's after the Jews, you know, the persecutions and terrible, you know. <clears throat> so I said, that's why it's a kavachay madach. This guy, what did he do really? A big deal, you know. And this is the exclaim and the outcry. Do you imagine when the tikkun is complete, the divine plan for creation, all of it? And we're not just talking about oilum this world. We're talking about oilum atzilus and Ria, right? And yitzira. Uh, you talk about all the worlds with all the how many hundreds of billions of malachim. They're all going to be screaming at the top of their lungs, right? Because it's over and the Jews did it. And that's everything that counts. Anyway, it's uh, yeah, I remember there was a moment that was just overpowering when I realized that, that this is what's going to happen in the end. And the Russians going to let it go. So okay, guys, hip, hip, hooray, right? You know, <clears throat> and so on. Actually, it's hip hip hurrah. The hurrah is gone, right? The Yetzirah, right, is, is all gone. So, so. Uh, but anyway, and then once you enter the seven thousand here, that's a different kufa. That's where the body is still a body, but it becomes inert. Inert. It has absolutely no more effect on the neshama, and the neshama is now because of that. 
revealed to a, a minor extent, but the neshama can now uh, sort of like bask in its power, because the body no longer can exercise any type of limits or restraints on the on the neshama. Now we don't know what that is, but that's what's going to happen. But the body is still a body. <clears throat> in the eight thousandth year, which is another thousand, which is the year what? We have twenty two forty. No, no, because chesem. No, chesem no, is when you come into the body eternally. You never leave the body. There is no death anymore. It's over. <coughs> death is simply the severance. The body is going to be different than now if that's a it's going to be body the way we know it. Yeah. We don't know what a body, what it means a body is inert. Moshe Rabbeinu experienced that when he went into Shemaim to get the, the Torah with the Malachim and all that. He did not eat or drink because he was equal to what we will be in the 7,000th year. See? So 2240 is 6,000, right? So by the time you get to 203240, uh, that's the beginning of the 8,000th year. For 2,000 years, which is the 8,000th and the 9,000th year, the body, the body itself, that's when the zikuch happens. Where the body itself is transformed completely into a <coughs> totally transparent cover of the neshama. Totally transparent. So it will exist, in whatever that means, right? But it no longer has any station or importance at all in the world, you see. So, at the Ramchal will say, but what will happen is the Neshama will be mazen, will not nourish the body. And that itself will give the Neshama tremendous aliyah. Because when you do chesed, you automatically go up, and so on. So that will be... It will give to the body, <coughs> the body will receive, the Shema goes up. If the Shema can give more to the body, body receives, now the Shema goes higher. It's an endless cycle uh, between the Shema and the Guf. But the, but the body, the Guf, uh, it will basically become in- insignificant. Then you are in the world of Neshamas, <coughs> you see. And the reason why is because we know that what? That there are how many worlds are there? Right? The bottom is... Asiya, because you have to be Oisa, you have to do, then on top of that is Yitzira, that is the 7,000th year. And that's where the Moshe Rabbeinu was in, Yitzira. And then what happens is, but the 8,000th year is Bria, which is much higher. So that's when the real uh, Zikuch happens. Then the 9,000th year is what? It's Atzilos. And that is Oilam Hazer. Then the beginning of the 10,000th year, which is the year. Who? All of these four are Oilam Hazer. Then, at the end of the 9,000th year, the beginning of the 10th, which is 9,001, right? You will have Oilam Habo, which is the highest world, which the Kabbalah is called Primordial Man or Odom Kadmain. And that, that uh, Oilam Habo, will be eternal. And the has could you imagine what the Hasaga will be? We don't even understand what the what what the comprehensions are in the days of the Mashiach. And now we're what? Right? We're seven 
8, 9, each oilum will give us, and by the way, Ganeden is none of these. Maybe Ganeden Yetzirah. But we have long ago left Ganeden, you see. And what happens in those worlds? What happens in those worlds? The comprehension, the joy. Because we're not just talking about Hasoga. That Hasoga brings joy, right? That will be beyond comprehension. And then when you get into Ilam Habo, which is the 10,000th year, then we have no comprehension at all uh, of, 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 of what, what is there, you know, and so on. So that's really the game plan, you know? Until you get to the 9,000th year, and 10,000th year is Adam Kadmai, which is Adam Habo, and in that t- time, uh, we have no comprehension. Um, it, it, like I say, it, it's a... It's a it, I want a positive possibility of what it is. I don't know if you, if you remember... Because existence itself will vary. The, here, existence doesn't vary. You either are or you're not. You either is or you ain't, as they say, right? What does vary is the experiences of existence. But existence in and of itself, as a concept, doesn't vary. You either is or you ain't, as they say, right? There's no middle. There are no levels. You can't exist more. You can't exist less. You know? Uh, but in Oilam Habo, Existence itself will vary, and we don't know what that means. Right? We don't. We have no idea what that means. What does it mean that existence varies? You know, I once brought a, a sort of a, it's not a proof totally, but where it says Ayn Rosa in Gemara, I think in Brachos Ayn Rosa, the eye has never beheld what is uh, stored up for the righteous, referring to Ilam Habo. So why does it say the eye is never beheld? It really should say the moyach has, cannot comprehend. The mind or the brain cannot comprehend. So it sounds like you can't comprehend except you've never experienced it. So we all of us have experienced existence, <coughs> right? Right. So we know what existence is because we are. You know. But what we have never comprehended or we, we have no idea is can I increase the value of existence? Can I exist more? What does that mean even? No. That's just awareness. Existence and awareness are two different things. You exist, right? But you're aware. You have consciousness, right? You know, so even if you have more awareness, you still only exist at a certain level. That's all. Whatever you are, you are. But imagine if somebody could uh, dial the level of your existence. So you'd not be aware of more, but you exist more. We don't know. That, but that means that we, the eye has never beheld. In other words, we can comprehend what, what we, we can comprehend the concept, but we, we have no idea what that means. Can you wait? No. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see it now, you know. You know. The whole Ilm Habo is nothing more than a clinic. I have to lose weight all the time, you know. You know. Um, but anyway, so that's a, uh, an idea which uh, I have in song. Uh, that's a whole shit on that. But anyway, uh, so the, these, are, these are the stages of Ilm Habo. 
These are the stages of Zikuch. So Zikuch takes place in the 8,000th and 9,000th year, right? And in the beginning of the 10th is Oilam Habo. And that corresponds to what? That you have to retransform the Bria from bottom to top. So what's the lowest part of the Bria? It's Oilam Asiyah, right? So that takes, that takes, uh, uh, the, the Zikuch of that will be in the 7,000th year. In the 8th and the 9th, uh, uh, and, and so on. Actually, Asiyah, Tikkun of Asiyah takes place in the, these, the Messianic year and so on. But the main idea is that the ultimate goal of all this is Zikuch. That's the main idea. And when that happens, the entire, obviously the universe is so different than what we know. Um, it's just incredible and so on. But we're looking, you know, we, we're just looking for a morsel. We just want the Messianic era. Forget about everything else after that, you know. Uh, and, and so on, you know. The quote, in, uh, uh, which is uh, interesting, in Vayigash, this week's, this part of the, uh, today, right? So it's very, there's a, a lot of stuff, obviously, and, and so on, you know. But Yosef, when he wants to reveal himself to his brother, brothers, what are you saying? I'm Yosef. That was it. And they were stunned. That's how the Mashiach bin Yosef will reveal himself. Ani Yosef. And everybody said, what? Because whoever Mashiach bin Yosef is, <coughs> you'd never expect this person to be Mashiach bin Yosef. This is. Who? Yeah, uh, but his specialty is completely concealed. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, <coughs> the way he revealed himself to his brothers is the way the revelation of Mashiach from Yosef. You know, and that, that's the mistake that people make. You know, yeah, it's uh, probably the tzaddik ador, the godla ador, the persik ador. No way, because everybody expects these people could be the Mashiach. You see, <clears throat> you know, I once had an argument with a Lubavitcher chassid. You know, it was interesting. You know, Lubavitcher chassid many years ago. You know, he said, "Well, no, Lubavitcher is Mashiach, oh, whatever, whatever." And so, on. And so I said, "Let me tell you something. Lubavitcher, he could be Mashiach." He certainly could be it. I'm not going to, you know, in any way argue about that. But is he the Mashiach? I said, definitely not. Why? Because everybody expects him to be the Mashiach. <laughs> That's the exact thing that invalidates him. What are you saying? What? Well, yeah, he didn't want to hear that. You know, so. <laughs> no, yeah. But anyway. I read in the biography of that result that he davened before he died that Mashiach shouldn't die. He was really referring to himself. He could have been Mashiach. Yeah, he was a shirish. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So, because the Mashiach is a person that nobody can figure out that he's the guy? Impossible. Because the Boshma has to conceal this individual. But Bob's somewhere in homeless family. <laughs> <laughs> but what about, what about the Gemara? It's not only the, uh, the guy's a bomb in the Bowery or something like that. It's, it's, it's concealed. 
But uh, but you. <laughs> what about the Gemaras? But the Akiva thought. Amorai and Shalai thought that this one would be Mashiach. Yeah. That was expected, not expected. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he had the incident with Akiva where he felt Bar Kochva. But that's because he felt Bar Kochva Mashiach, that was okay because he was doing what the Mashiach does. He was fighting against the Romans, you know. So that itself, uh, Mashiach is a person who's going to be uh, opposing all the Umasoyla. Uh, At that point in time, you could you, you could believe in Mashiach because he will already have announced himself to be Mashiach. So that's after the period. But before that, you know, I mean, you think about it, we're all looking at Yosef, right? And Yosef is dressed like an Egyptian. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's an Egyptian grand vizier. I mean, however they looked, you know, the, 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 the double crown of Egypt and all that stuff, you know, he wore that. You know, would you expect a guy like that to be the Mashiach of Yosef? Of course not. Is you the Mashiach appointed already, or can it change? If he's what? Is he designated? Is, is there a person chosen already? I once spoke about this. There are candidates to be Mashiach, uh-huh. and then there's a guy who is Mashiach. Well, there's two things here. Candidates. There are candidates. Yeah, candidates can be it. No. Yeah, but who's the candidate? Maybe it fluctuates depending on the result. No, it depends on the generation. No, the candidate, there is what's called, which I once spoke about, there is what's called the messianic soul. <clears throat> okay? Uh, and what that is, um, f- from Yosef will give off a spark. And that spark is called the neshama of Yosef is the messianic uh, foundation, his neshama, and he will give off uh, a tremendous spark. That spark is a neshama that comes out of him, right? And that's called a shurish, a shurish of Mashiach and Yosef. And that shurish, whoever has that shurish, will go into a person, right? That person will be the Shurish of Mashiach Ben Yosef. But he's not Mashiach. He is a candidate. So every candidate has to have a Shurish of Mashiach Ben Yosef, which is something that comes out of Yosef Atzadeh. And the same thing is true of David. Actually, Yehuda. Okay? So there's the Yehuda, the Nisham of Yehuda, and he issues forth tremendous spark. It's called the Nitzis, which is the Shurish. And that Shurish of Mashiach Ben David is a candidate to be the Mashiach. Is he? There are, in each generation, there must be somebody who's a Shurish of Mashiach Ben Yosef and a Shurish of Mashiach Ben David. That means in this generation, there has to be two people who are walking around with the Shurish of the Rishama of either Yosef or or, uh, or, 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 or Yehud or David, whatever. <coughs> that means, however... However, it doesn't mean that they are Mashiach. How long is the generation? 25 years. However, so that means that every generation, there's always two Nishamas that are capable of being the Mashiach. What will make them the Mashiach? Okay. That is the Messianic, the real Nishama. His other Mauritian had all the Nishamas in him. Right? And the highest part of the Nishama is called the Yechida, unique Okay, and before he did the Chet, 
Other Mauritians neshama included every neshama that will be. Okay? That means he had everybody's nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, and yechida. Nero and chai. Okay? The yechida is the thing that connects to God. Before Adam did the chet, his yechida, his crown, that's the crown, it broke off from him and fled. Therefore, it was never uh, nivgam. It was never damaged by his chet. Therefore, the yechida of Adam Arishim was never damaged by the chet of Adam. That yechida is the Mashiach. So, whoever is the Shurish of Yosef, and whoever is the Shurish of Yehuda or David, the Yechid of Adam Rishon will come back, split. One part goes on Yosef, the other part goes on Yehuda or David, and they become the Mashiach. Got it? So every generation has a candidate. You see, if you went to 100 years, you had four chances to become the Mashiach. Divided by 25. Which generation do I belong to? All four? Or just one? From 50 to 75? No, no. It, 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 it means whatever the generation is. In any case, so therefore, in every generation, there's always these two neshamas, shrashim. Okay? And if they receive the yechid of Adam Rishon, they will become the Mashiach. Literally. What makes, what, what determines which shurish in which generation gets it? Right? That's the question. The answer is, the which, uh, what? The generation itself. Which means what? W- what about it? Whichever generation, the, t- <coughs> the tikkun is complete, that generation gets Mashiach, see the Echid of Odom Rishon comes back, crowns both, okay, and they become the real Mashiach. But it's interesting, remember, the Echid of Odom Rishon, which is the highest aspect of the Neshama, has everybody's echidah. Everybody's echidah. Uh, so when they get echidah, they get everybody's echidah. What? Everybody's made of machine. Everybody's made of machine. Is it legal? Everyone has a little bit of machine. Well, 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 every neshama can connect to the Rav Right? They can connect to the Rav Because the echidah is the neshama, the shurish of the neshama is the echidah. That is what connects to the Shekhinah itself. So, Adam had everybody's Yechida. So, the Mashikhan will have everybody's. So Yosef and Yehuda. Yeah. Yeah. So, what happens is, is that the, the, the Shekhinah which comes down in the Messianic era goes through their Yechida and goes through the rest of Klai Yisrael. Because your Yechida is wrapped up in them. You see. So, all of a sudden, you will be connected to the Shekhinah via them. It's like Moshe Rabbeinu was a conduit, right? Where Klangis was connected to Moshe. So we are all connected, wait, oh, we, so we are all connected to the Meshichan via the Yechida, which was the Yechida of Adam Rishon. You see? So in the generation that the Tikkun is complete, if in this generation the Tikkun will be complete, right? Then whoever has the Tushrashim, we don't know who they are. They're obviously very concealed people and so on, they will automatically become a Shiach, and that will be the Messianic redemption, uh, and so on. So, that's basically what transpires in terms of the Messiah and so on.
And when you, and now, what happens with the Mashiach? What happens to the Mashiach himself? Automatically, his neshama is connected to either Yehuda or uh, Yosef. So Yosef's neshama becomes part of this person, and he also has his shirish, and then he also has the echida. So this this person walk around with a three part neshamas, the greatest of all the neshamas and so on. Okay. The problem is nobody knows who they are. But like I said, in this week's Pasha, Yosef said, Ani Yosef. And they were just stunned. You see, that is a, a, that is a, um, a forerunner wait, of what has to happen. So whoever the Mashiach Ben Yosef is, you won't know until he says. But just because somebody says, Ani Yosef, so what? You know, they cut him off to a mental institution. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> he will demonstrate that reliably that he's a Mashiach. See? Because whatever he does will always succeed. He cannot experience failure. You see? So that's basically what happens in that, in that uh, Messianic era. So you now have a, a bird's eye view sort of of the thousands of years, right? You have that, the Messianic uh, Mashiach, who he is, what he is, how he comes and so on. And... Uh, and, um, uh, and, and, w- and what the Messianic era I- itself and so on. That's basically a, a whole view and understanding of what is to be. He can't fail once he's a Moshiach or in his life now too. I'm definitely not a Moshiach. He can't fail before because we've watched people who never fail. It's not I want to feed people's delusions. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's going to go out is the guy's going to walk out and say, Wow, I could be Mashiach. Maybe I am Mashiach. And then you go home, and then you go home, you speak to your wife, and boy, is she going to whittle you down. You're Mashiach? You're not even a man. Oh, anyway, I'll get you. Yeah. But the, one of the important things about Mashiach is that he goes through a terrible struggle. He goes through a terrible struggle. Oh, then that's me. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why I said I want to feed people's delusions. You see what's happening already? Yeah. Oh, we're already we're already giving our jobs. <laughs> what is the difference between the shop and the well, show? <laughs> yes. Essentially, Mashiach Ben Yosef has to deal with the Zoyama. That's his job. That's why Yosef went to Egypt. He has to deal with the Klippus, the Zoyama, the Sultan, the Sitrakra. You name it, that whole bad star side. That's his job, you see. And, and that's Yosef. Yehuda's job, or David's job, uh, is to deal with the Ruchnius. After, in other words, after Ben Yosef will have discarded all the Zoyama, which means he has to take on the Umas Oilam. I spoke about this in the Hanukkah Shia. If you remember Kani Ra'im, Ubema Ami Minagach, he'll go to the nations with what? The Hasoga. Right? And you'll find that Yosef um, Sadik um, was called Sofnas Paneach, the reveal of mysteries and so on, you know. But that's what basically is, that that is his weapon. But he has to deal with the, <coughs> the Umas Oilam. He has to deal with the nations of the world. 
He has to deal with all the tumor, the evil, and so on. And he's successful because he gores the nations. Because Yosef is called what? It's called an ox, right? And the ox has the horns, and he, he although the horns he has is different than the ox, but he gores the nations. That's the metaphor, which I mentioned, all the nations. Ben, Yos- ben David is a whole different uh, situation. Ben Yosef is the teacher of Klai Yisrael. But Ben David is the president, he's the, ex- the executor of Klai Yisrael. He, he now becomes, they're both kings, which is interesting. That's what we saw in Aftarah. Because they're both Mashiachs, you see. But, ben, but, but the one who is the executive branch, one look at that. You know, one who deals with all the, uh, everything going on, you know. He becomes, he's like the king who becomes the executor, the executive branch of, of Klai Yisrael. And then Yosef is in charge of the, the whole concept of the, uh, the Orishan and so on, you see. So they are distinct jobs and you'll have both of them, you see. And this, this will happen. So in this generation, there are two people who have this uh, Shvashim, who can be Mashiach, you see. Um, the big moment comes when they are aware of who they are, which doesn't mean that they're revealed. But the f- they have to be revealed to themselves first. It's possible they are. Uh, it's possible, yeah. It's possible that these two people in this generation know that they are Mashiach. You see, but that doesn't mean that they're revealed, because there are le- there are stages in the revelation itself. Yeah, that they, 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 they could know, or they could suspect yeah. that oh. they are. No. <laughs> <laughs> we already have a candidate that suspects he is. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, I want to tell you something. I, I, wait, wait, wait. I, I have sessions. You guys want to see me in psychotherapy sessions? <laughs> no problem. That, that's where the... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to allow you to be delusional and I'm going to charge you for this. <laughs> what do you want to say? Who? Well, yeah. Uh, well, he wasn't a sheikh. No. He, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he certainly thought he was. Yeah. yeah, very sick person. He's a manic depressive. That's what he was. You know. uh-huh. Probably he's a manic depressive that was very... He was a brilliant guy. He had tremendous command of Kabbalah, but he was a manic depressive, and, you know, it's, uh, you know. But, um, uh, in any case, yeah. So, Elio Novi tells us who Mashiach's going to be? No. There's Elio Novi tells Mashiach, he, Elio Novi will say probably who Mashiach Ben Dovid is. But I, it's not clear, how the Mashiach Ben Yosef know who he is? Not clear. You know. So what? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you can't figure this out yourself. You can suspect, but you can't say I'm it. That's a mistake people make. You know, people walking around say I'm Mashiach and so on. So, you know, or we want Mashiach now, or whatever the craziness is. And so on, you know. <clears throat> no, no, no. <clears throat> the Rebbeinu has to tell you in whatever form, whether it be Elio or Gilu of Nevoa, whatever it is, has to be a clear clarification of who you are. And then, once you know that, 
then that era begins. Who? No. Well, he himself didn't know who he was. It was only after Shmuel anointed him that he that obviously he was the king. He was the Melech. Yeah. We're fourteen and a half years. <coughs> it would seem so. Fourteen and a half years. So it's logical. It's logical. It's logical. <coughs> it's logical to assume that the Mashiach Ben Yosef. Well, that there is a Shoyosh walking around, and maybe he knows. It's logical to assume that. The problem with Mashiach Ben Yosef is a very. What? What do we have to do to be Zochet to a fasting? It's a. What is the Rabbi saying? You know, we're in a time of Be'itoi. You know, so no matter what we do, he's going to come. You know, can we accelerate the Be'itoi? Yeah. And there are different things, you know. Uh, the Gemara says, if you want to be saved from Chevr Mashiach, then do Chesed. Right? Yeah. I maintain, I mean, and this is what the Chavetz Chaim says, uh, that the greatest way to bring Mashiach as a nation is Shmir Salashim. He says that. Lashon Ha'am. As a nation, the greatest way is to be very careful with Lashon Ha'am. Because Lashon Ha'am destroys his ability to come. That, 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 what's what's the There's a time that he will come no matter what. Right. Yeah, before. But that's Be'ito. In its time, it has to come. You know? But if you want to accelerate the process, so you have to what be very careful. Of what's that? What if it doesn't happen? So it doesn't. I mean, I, you know... It's, uh, Where's the 6-7 from? The Gemara. The Gemara says, Shisa Alfei Shnin Hevu Alma. A couple of places in Shas. The Gemara says that the world will exist 6,000 years. And we learn that from six days of creation, right? How many days were there? Six days. So there are six days of creation, and there are 6,000 years. Each day is equal to 1,000 years. Well, so the Gemara says it's 6,000 years. We are now 5,776. The Zoya then comes and says that Chiyasamesim, which will happen only after Mashiach Medovid, will take place for 210 years. It means you don't get up right away. There are many people that won't get up for 100 years after he comes because of whatever Chatoim or sins they did. You see. But, but that's what it says. But you figure the first one's going to get up, right? In, uh, in what's, today? what's the year today? 2015. By 2030, according to Zoya, he's here. And that's probably one of the reasons why you see such an incredible acceleration of historical events, right? That are all about, the, you know, Esav, Yishmael. These are all the end clippers and so on, you know. It's very interesting to watch the, um, the, um, the elections. There's something going on with these elections which are astounding. I don't know if you people see this. <clears throat> it's hard to know. Here's, I mean, I, I'll, I'll just tell you what it means. Trump is Who? I want to tell you something. He certainly believes he's Mashiach Ben He's got the whole thing wrapped up. He's, you know, uh, he's only one step away from believing that he's God. I'll tell you something very interesting. You know, it's anyway. 
you <coughs> have two completely different uh, situations here, right? You have the situation where Hillary is running, right? Hillary Clinton, right? And you have a situation, well, and you have a situation where uh, the Republicans. <coughs> now, Republicans are fielding very good people. They're all great. You just look at them. Trump is very good. Forget about the fact that he's he's he's, uh, he's uh, he has a distorted sense. He's a distorted sense of self. That's what he's, uh, it's too bad. But that is really actually very good. You know, but you have Trump and you have uh, Cruz and you have Rubio and you have Carson. And forget about the rest. They're gone. Uh, these people are very good. In what sense? Because they, any one of them that gets in will immediately change the face of Edwin. Edwin. America. What? Because they're all good people, and they're 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 on the side of Toiv. Forget it. They're on the side of Toiv as people. people. Yeah. And what they will do if they any one of these guys win, you know, they will they will uh, uh, um, reinvent Esau from the side of Ra to the side of Toiv. That's an incredible concept that Esav will now begin to become Toiv. Because all of them are tremendous for the Jews, for Eretz Israel, right? They're all tremendously. <clears throat> and not only that, they're going to change America. As president, you know, um, they're going to change America in the sense that you're going to have now justice, you're going to have many things which are terrible in America. The morality and the, the justice department, which is ridiculous and so on and so forth. There's so much bad about America these people will, will be a shliach for the toiv if they win. <coughs> okay? So that's an incredible concept that they will retransform Aesov. Aesov is Obama, right? Well, Aesov is America. America. They will retransform Aesov or Edom, right, into a tremendous uh, position of toiv. Because <coughs> they will stand up to the Arabs. I mean, they, 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 all these guys, they realize oh, this whole Arab situation is absurd. You know, it's ridiculous what's going on. They, they don't want peace and so on. And they will all, they will tremendously aid and abet Israel to become a super nation. And that's messianic. Okay? That's if any one of them win. If Hillary wins, it's over for Edom. She will destroy Edom. She's a bad, bad person. You know, without going into what's wrong with this woman. Ah, uh, but she's uh, a. <laughs> 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 and her husband. Well, she was cheated on, so a woman's scorn. You know, yeah. It was probably cheated before. But she's a, she's a very bad person. What can you tell? You know? uh, and she will be a destruction for Edom, which is very, which is very bad. And uh, that is not good for the Jews. Because it's coming up where the Yishmoel will war with Eretz Israel. We're very close to that. They will war with Eretz Israel. The Arabs will war with Eretz Israel. It's coming up very rapidly. With Iran, and now you have what's going on in Israel. It's all coming up with, with, the, with the Arabs. Yishmoel, like I say, is going to confront Eretz Israel, and there's been an incredible war. So, now you can begin to look at the pieces. If Trump or Cruz, I think an incredible ticket would be Trump for president and Cruz for vice president. 
that will be a, a, a blowout toy for America. They will revamp America and the whole world. They will enormously diminish the evil. And they will become incredibly supportive to Eretz Israel if the Arabs decide to war with Israel. It's a whole, all these kind of scenarios, you know. If Hillary, uh, however, does it, uh, that's, that's bad news for America. She will merely continue the policies of, uh, of Obama, and Obama anyway destroyed America, basically, you know. Um, and uh, so she's very bad news, which is, b that's bad for Israel, because then they will have to confront Hillary as president, and also the Arabs in, in Iran, because she'll continue that. Uh, so this was about to happen, is it's like, which way is the Muslim going to choose? But you realize what it means if he chooses A or B. You can see already what's going to happen. And that's really you have to have to look at the elections, you know. Uh, I'm hoping, obviously, <coughs> that he's going to choose the Republicans. Not because God is a Republican. <laughs> let's, get, let's get that out. I don't want anybody to say, well, uh, Rabbi Kessler said God is a Republican, you know. <laughs> no. <coughs> because we see, and in many ways it's miraculous, you know. <coughs> you, you've never seen an American election like this. It's, it's like it's crazy. You know, the guy everybody thought would be president, Bush, right? Bush can't climb over 5%. He can't do it. I don't care how much money he has, you know. It's, it's because as Gokha protests, the Bush does not want that person because he's a classic politician. Yeah, he may be a, a, a nice guy and all that, but he's a politician, which means he's beholden toward all kinds of special interests. And that's the worst thing for America. Okay, that's what destroys America is all the is the ineffective Congress and the special interests, and they dictate what happens to America, and so on. You know, so he's out, and, and all of a sudden you see a bunch of newcomers, you know, like Trump. You, you, no matter what you do, you can't knock him off. It, it smells like incredible hashgacha, you know. He can, no matter what he says, he um, and he said, we don't want any Muslims in this country. And everybody went crazy. And he went higher. <laughs> you know, he's like, he went from, what, 36% or whatever to 41%. That's what you really feel, people. Um, um, look, Trump is tapping into the hatred America has for the politicians. It's not Trump. Trump is tapping into an enormous sinner rage against the Republican Party and against Obama and all these guys. They're sick and tired because the real America is being destroyed. Uh, and you can't get rid of the guy. And Cruz is now going up. Right? And, and all the guys are new guys. They're, they're all outsiders. You know, Ruby is a new guy. Cruz is a new guy. Carson, he's not even in the in Senate. You know what I'm saying? And, and Trump, he's a businessman, you know? Uh, so all of this means that it's a whole different... Uh, what we call the stock of guys running. But the bottom line of this is that the Bershom wants to elevate Edom. That's the bottom line, which is very good for the Jews, you see. Remember what it says. It said this in, um, told us, when, when what's her name? Um, Rivka went to the Nevoah, she went to Shembeva. And they told her, what? Rav Yavoyt Soyer. Right? That the older will serve the younger. Right? They'll, they'll be against, you know. <clears throat> but in the end, that was an incredible bracha to Esau. Because what she said was that the older 
will serve the younger. So the Medrash says, Rav Ya'avoyt Soya, that the older will serve the younger, or Rav Ya'avayt, uh, what do you call it, Soya, uh, that the older will destroy. But in the end, whether he works with uh, Yaakov, or he destroys Yaakov, he will bring the Tikkun. He will help Yaakov bring the Tikkun. Because all he will do is be the instrument of the Onish. That's all. You see? <clears throat> so what you're looking at, is maybe the Bershom says, okay, what I want to do now is I want to elevate Edwin. I want to change it from a, a nation which is, you know, although America is a very good country. I mean, it's outstanding in terms of what it does and so on. Uh, but this is a new understanding. This is a new thing. It's not just doing the right, uh, you know, social policies and all that. No. These people seem to be committed to do righteousness. It's much more than just political correctness. It's a certain type of righteousness. It's good. You know, it borders on that. Toiv, which will retransform Edom that was, uh, Edom is the whole, uh, is America, Europe, and Russia. It will retransform all of this. And Edom will now become an incredible ally against Ishmael. And that is the ultimate war that Israel will have, the last final war. And with America as an ally against them and Iran, the whole scenario, and that will become an incredible acceleration. You're talking about 2030. You're looking at it. You know, you're going you're to look at enormous confrontations. That's going to happen. You know, if Trump uh, becomes president, he's going to con- confront P- Putin. You know, they they both think they you know they both megalomaniacs really. You know, <laughs> but the beauty of Trump is that when he confronts P- Putin or Putin, whatever he calls himself. Um, He's going to take it personal. It's not because he wants to defend America. How dare you talk to me this way? <laughs> so his megalomania is gewaldig. It's incredible for us. Because he's going to look at Putin and look him down. You know, yeah, yeah, he's going to, he's going to unleash whatever, you know. But on a personal level, forget about it because he's doing it for America. You see? So we're looking at a, a, a new stock of guys that's going to retransform America. Because they're going to do it radically. And the most, the one who I think was the most going to retransform America is really uh, Trump and Cruz. Uh, Rubio, I'm not sure about. He will, but Trump and Cruz will do a tremendous job. They have incredible guts. Anyway, so this is, a, this is a incredibly pivotal election. This isn't just an election for America. It's an election in many ways for the Eretz Israel and for the Jews and for the, uh, the entire bringing in of the Mashiach. This isn't your average election. See what happens. Any questions? Well, you spoke about uh, how Moshe Rabbeinu was a candidate to Faisal and the uh, Egel was also, they thought it was, a, it was one to be a candidate. Right? Really, they wanted, so that was a problem because they didn't have the relationship with the Federal constraint. Yeah, but so they, they're going to do it by, they'll bring the tikkun by being Mahanish Yaakov. But then they also bring the tikkun. And I'll mention one thing why is Edom Zoycha to something? Because Edom could have gone down anyway. But I believe because the Ramam says this the Jews, their mission is not just to believe in one God, but to publicize that to the Umusa Ilam. That's an old story, right? Right? The problem was that the Jews were not Zoycha. 
So the Ramam says that who got the shlichus to bring God to the world? Christianity. It says that openly. It's astounding. Why? Because even though they have a three-part partnership going around here, right? And so on. But still, they have removed paganism as a viable candidate and they have brought, because in the end they have, they have brought the whole concept of you know, a, a monotheism or trinity, whatever, to the entire world. So in a certain sense I, I, what? Yeah, yeah. So I believe in a certain sense that the Bosha will not destroy them and save Israel. I believe in a certain sense he will allow Edom to share in the ability to be share. And the main... What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to fight it out. Don't believe it's going to be a real fight out. But that he will give them a schus because they have been, really in many ways, they have brought the whole world to the akara of one God, basically, you know. So that schus that they have, right, he, he will not destroy Edom, he will elevate it by retransforming it. And that's why you have these guys running. I mean, think about it. All the elections before, they were always politicians. They were always fakoyft. They were sold out to the, you know, and they were terrible. They were liberals. I mean, George Bush was terrible. Yeah, just terrible to Israel how many times he restrained Israel from getting back. And Clinton, I mean, he, all these are politicians that are behold their special interests. And many of them are really bad people. They're crazy liberals. And all of a sudden you see a whole group of guys that are radically different. So it seems to be that's the direction. If that happens, watch it. That means the sheikh is right around the corner. But if Hillary becomes president and everything's going to go down the tubes, kind of feel like that's, she's going she's to miss a game small to have Yeah, well, she, she will continue. She's a clone of Obama. Well, oh, she's not as bad. Obama's worse. worse. No. No, Obama's worse because he's an idea. Nah, she, the difference between Cl uh, Obama and Clinton is Obama can't be sold. He's an ideologue. He's crazy. But his ideology is killing the United States. You know, he's a, he himself is a Muslim. He's an ideologue. He's a socialist, a liberal, the left, you name it. Hillary can be bought. She's a Milo. You can smear her. Yeah, because you know, she knows where the bread is buttered. That's why she sells out, you know. So in a certain sense, it's better for us because she can be bought, you know. But still, she has the same crazy liberal left policies of Obama. And that will destroy America. You need a true leader to elevate. So the question is, is the Bonsham going to be memracham on Edom? Interesting. And therefore, it's elevate it, save it from itself. But if Hillary gets in, it's over for America. <coughs> okay. <laughs>